it is Sunday. Hey, you guys. How you guys doing? Welcome to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Mom Mind Emporium. I hope everybody is doing good on this lovely evening. I hope everybody is warm and safe. And um, <sighs> I already recorded this, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I call it what it, it is, what it is. Um, but with that being said, um, you guys, uh, y'all know I've been talking about um, people stealing other people's ideas and, and taking what they built. And um, I told you the story about, you know, I had a family member, I had two family members who people stole their ideas from them that are creators. Um, so I was going to talk about the people who create, who produce, who write, who, you know, are basically the mind behind the song or the movie or whatever it is. I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about Jonte Austin, but Mr. Jonte Austin, let me tell you this. I'm going to talk about him next Saturday, but his credits are so wide range. Like he's not only a songwriter, he's not only a producer, he's a composer. And I looked at his work. His work has spanned over the past 20 plus years. So it's kind of hard to just do a podcast. It's my, it might take me a minute to talk about his work and talk about his music. Because I can't just sit up there and just talk about him and not talk about like how influential he is. Um, so with that being said... I decided that I want to do commentary on Daniel Hernandez's documentary. I already kind of did this once before, and I found myself saying things about him that was not true because I could not think. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start it. Get this road show popping. I'm going to give another shout out once again to the director of the podcast. I mean, not the director of the podcast. I'm the director of this podcast, boo. Um, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the man that directed this documentary. His name is Karam Gill. He did a great job. Um... He did a great job interviewing, even interviewing people around the whole situation, interviewing people um, who basically need to be heard because people think artists make themselves. And that's not true. Because that was the case, a lot of stuff I put out would already be out. Now, would it? So with that being said, um, I gotta get into this documentary. Now, I'm not a Takashi Six Nine fan. Um, and nor am I a Jira of his. Really, when it came to him, I didn't even know who he was. I just know there was a lot of rainbow color haired guys popping up, and I didn't know the difference between who, what, where, where, and why. 
So I didn't know who Takashi Six Nine was. Um, I never heard of his music. I still have not heard of his music. If somebody was playing his song, I would not know what it was. So, um, Takashi Six Nine came on my radar when I was watching a YouTuber by the name of Lovely T, and she was talking about him. And she's been kind of narrating him and what he's been doing and how he's been doing it. And she basically broke down that he was this guy that basically was claiming a game and he was clowning everybody and trolling, just doing what he's doing, what you would say now. Um, and I was like, who is this guy? You know, and once again, like, I never really look into his music because apparently he was more notorious for going viral for doing crazy stuff then he was notorious for doing music so i never really knew who takashi 69 was um and then he got arrested and i was like what he get arrested for and then why did they always get arrested you know i would give i don't even have it but if i had it i would love to see a rapper not get into trouble for once by the law it's like now it's become a thing that has always been happening and i i just don't understand why and once again is it something you have to do to be part of the legendary rappers club like i i just i don't understand that but, you know, it's like, you know, I just never knew who he was. And then, so last night I was, um, and this was like late last night. This was like, I started a documentary at what? Because I was on a, I was watching a documentary and I was on Beagle all last night. And I started a documentary really late last night and I was watching it and I couldn't stop watching it. So he did a good job directing it, Karam Gill. And... The documentary starts off with he's trying to talk to Takashi's father, Daniel Hernandez Sr. To me, that was pointless. Why are you talking to a man that never raised this boy? That's the part I didn't understand. Like, I know in some cultures, you got to talk to the father to understand some shit. But the man didn't pop up until he was in the courtroom and he was in trouble. And it's like, okay, you had all this time to be around your son, and now you want to sit up here and talk about your son. Oh, yeah, my son's a multi-millionaire. Oh, yeah, my son is this. Like, no. And don't even give his dad clout. That's the part of the documentary. It told me, and it was like, looking at the way his father moved, basically tell you and explain deep down the side why Takashi 69 moved the way he moved. And it's crazy because I did a whole, like, 13 minutes talking about Takashi, and I did not talk about that. But that was a part of the documentary that was very pivotal because it showed that Takashi's 6'9 father is a clout chaser before he was. And it was crazy because he was going to talk about him. And people who were in the neighborhood and that knew him best, they were like, you don't know Daniel. You don't know Daniel. Don't be talking about somebody you don't know. You don't know him because you didn't raise him. And it's true. But my thing is, Takashi is very much like his father. 
That was one thing I know. His, his father is just like him. You gonna all of a sudden pop up on the camera, be part of your son's life when he's very famous and about to go to jail. I have an issue with that. understand that Takashi what I got the basis of his issue is that He wants to be accepted. He wants to be loved. The basis of everybody's issue really is they want to be accepted. They want to be loved. And they want to be parented. As much as we want to sit up here and say we want to go against what our parents say, we don't. Because everybody wants to be parented. That's just part of being a human being. Regardless if we're grown or not. I don't care if you pay your own bills. Everybody still wants to be parented. And his issue was... That he had no, no limits to what he could do. Nobody limited him to what he could do. That's what his father was supposed to be there for. And he wasn't there. To me, what I got from the documentary is was basically he was a kid. They got famous. And he pushed the envelope just to see how far he could go. And still, to this day, he can still push the envelope further than he can before. Because nobody is stopping him. That's what parent figures are for. That's what mothers and fathers are for. Everybody needs that person in their life. That tells them, okay, you know what? You went too far. Everybody needs that person. You may not want that person around because they're not fun, but everybody needs that person in their life. And he does not have that. And the crazy part is the first thing people say, especially with children, is when children are in trouble or children are in danger, the first thing children say is, what's your mom going to do about it? But if you're the mom and you have no control over your child anymore, 
What do you do? And it was crazy because he had a father figure in every person that he has met. They had always wanted to guide him and, and, and to teach him how to do what he's doing, but he did not like having limits. So once you stop, once you start giving him limits, that's when he went on to the next person. He went on to the next person, and then that person gave him limits also. Then he moved on to the next person. The next person was a criminal. He was somebody that was on the FBI list. Now he done sent his ass to jail. Now he ain't got no limits. He's out of control. Then here's your daddy coming up to your courtroom case as your father. And then to me, I'm looking at this like, you're the one who's supposed to tell him there's limits. He'll be on a documentary and people tell him, you don't know Daniel. Well, how are you going to sit up here and talk about this child? You didn't even raise him. But you over here in front of the public eye, and you over here say, oh, yeah, my son's a, a multi-millionaire. That's my son. La, 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 la. You didn't come to the courtroom and sit up there and say, son, you, we need to talk. Son, we need to talk about what you're doing, what, what you're not doing, what you need to do. It was never that. You over here excited. I just didn't understand what was going on. But once again, he's still young. And I will say he is young. I will give him that excuse. He's young. Okay. And I'm expecting. But it's like at this point, he has gotten to the point to where the we fucking. He's in witness protection. He cannot be around people. Because he's an informant. Even though he can't really be in witness protection because he's famous. And he's not going to do what the law tells him to do, which is stay quiet, be quiet, sit down somewhere. He ain't going to do what they tell him to do. He's just going to keep doing what he want to do.
And it was crazy because everybody was saying, this is not the kid I know. I don't know who this is. This is not Daniel. Daniel is now Takashi 69. He's no longer Daniel anymore. He is no longer Daniel anymore. It was like everything they said about him. And it's crazy because people would say the same thing about me. They would say about him. He's quiet. He reserved. He doesn't really bother anybody. He's just a creative kid. It was for him, it was a game of just pushing the envelope. That's what I got from the, the documentary was I want to see how far I can go. If I can do a music video with girls doing naughty things, girls doing nasty things, me doing nasty things with girls. If I can sit up here and, and do a music video doing that, I want to see how far it will go. His warning was when he got in trouble for having the underage girl in his music video the first time. That was his warning. But then he just kept going and going and going and going until this whole other situation happened. When he got in trouble again, then he had to snitch on the people that helped him out, was protecting him. I know people like saying that the sky's the limit. I know people like saying that, but there are limits. You know, when, when you have dreams and you have aspirations, you have to understand there is law.
The question is, will he ever learn? Will he ever understand? Or are you just going to keep feeding the cloud machine with what he's doing and how he's doing it? Right now, he's making news for his fight with Meek Mills. I think he got into a fight with Meek Mills. Let me get it straight. Hold on. Before I do it. Before I talk about it. Let me, let me see what happened with him. And I'm finding this news from somebody else. I didn't personally write it. So, and then I'm getting it from Instagram. So, please bear with me. He's beefing up with somebody rapper too. What's his name? 600 Breezy? I don't know who he is. And no, I'm not getting old. I just don't care any fucking more. <laughs> it becomes a time in your life when you get older. You are not trying to be a trend. You're just trying to be yourself. And right now, I am working on being myself. And not being part of a trend. So, yeah. Let me see. All right. I can't find any, like, I guess people got to the point to where they started to ignore him. And, and it gets to the point to where when it comes a thing where people use clout as a ploy to do something. And it does. It becomes a thing to where it does not work anymore. And you do have to have 
work that has nothing to do with you being a cloud chaser. Cloud chasing, trolling, it's the same thing. It becomes a thing thing. Not the way I, the other way I use the word thing thing, but I'm just saying it becomes a thing thing. It becomes a thing where you use clout chasing to get where you need to go and it doesn't work anymore. Everybody out here over here talking about something. I said this in my last one. I will say this to anybody out there. Y'all don't clout trace him to his grave because that will hunt you and you will be forever reminded of who he is and how he is. Y'all, y'all ain't solving a problem by being his ass. Let me give a good example about that. Um, Bart Simpson would be a good example. I think even he have don't he have a tattoo of Bart Simpson on him? <laughs> Bart Simpson is a good example of clout chasing gone wrong. So for Bart Simpson's been doing it for thirty one years now, and at this point, Bart should be grown and he shouldn't be doing all this. Okay, so Bart Simpson, y'all know his dad punishes him. His dad does get to him, okay? His dad gets him. I mean, even uh, Mrs. Krabappel has slapped the shit out of him. And it doesn't get him anywhere. It, it doesn't get nobody anywhere with violence. It doesn't get anybody anywhere with trying to find him and shoot him and kill him. It doesn't get him anywhere because all it's doing is creating more clout. And all you're going to do is make a legend out of Takashi if you kill him. Now, I'm just saying this. I'm just saying for everybody out there, for all the brothers out there who are mad and angry at him for what he did after all the shit they done for him. I'm saying that he is not worth being made legend. Because people these days are dying young just to be legendary and we need to stop that mess stop it it is nothing cool or cute about dying young okay people mourn you for the first two years after you pass away after that they don't care anymore and they want to move on with their lives Don't make this guy a legend just because you mad at what he did. Just because you mad he snitched. Don't do that. Because that's what he's aiming for to me. He doesn't care that he is might die. He doesn't care 
that people are after him and what he did was wrong. He does not care. And I know people say, well, we need to stop the stop, not stop snitching culture. For me, it's not even about the stop snitching culture. Is that you rolling with these guys. You knew they had a criminal background. And you snitched on them. And they helped you get the reputation you have now. And you decide to snitch on them just so you can get less time in prison? People who protected you and got you out of situations? People who were doing what you asked them to do? You were ordering out the commands, not them. That's the part that irritates me. These guys are in jail because you snitch. You weren't trying to keep them from going to jail. You weren't trying to make a better life for them and their family and their wives and their children. You were there to use them for what they were. And once you found out they were doing some real shit, some real thug shit, you packed your bags up and left. But once again, when I was watching the documentary and I was thinking to myself, I was like, it's crazy because y'all embraced this little boy. Y'all embraced him. Y'all took care of him, had his back. Y'all felt like he was hood. Y'all thought he was funny. Y'all okay him with him using the N-word, all that shit. Nigga this, nigga that, nigga that. But why the hood don't embrace young black men who go to college and get their college degrees? Why the hood don't embrace that dorky cousin that, that likes dissecting bananas or dead bug off the street? Well, why we don't embrace people like that? Well, why you got to show how hood you are, how ghetto you are, and how tough you are as a black man? Why you can't embrace somebody who's actually doing something to make a difference? And then we get mad at them because they go and marry into a white family. Why we do that? That's all I saw was black men around him, protecting him and egging him on. And half y'all motherfuckers won't even do that for your baby mamas. This is what I was talking about when I said I don't like Dylan. There's always somebody named Dylan or Daniel. Y'all embrace him because he hood, he ghetto. And my thing is, yeah, he lived in the ghetto. Yeah, he lived in the hood. 
But he should have to do extreme things to prove that he's from the head ghetto or the hood. Let's just say this. You and I both know it's a struggle to be of color in America. Why would you make it harder for someone else? Why would you do that? The documentary, it just, and it was crazy because it was like he had you loving him in the documentary. It was beautiful because all he dealt with was what was, was the truth. He talked to the people around him. He talked to the people that built him up. And they still living in the ghetto of Brooklyn. But Daniel over here in the Hamptons. That made me think about what we do as people for real. We all are willing to spend our money on famous people. But how many of you guys out there have spent your money on your own dreams? What about your dreams? What about your aspirations? What about what you want to do with your life? I've been thinking about that lately. Everybody has dreams. Everybody has aspirations. Nobody comes on this earth just to be nothing. We all came here to be something because God made sure that the day we were born is an ordained date. That's why I'm obsessed with people's birthday because your birthday has a meaning. Everybody's birthday has a meaning, but it's unfair when people use you as a scapegoat. When he was using those people's house, was it Seiko and Chanel when he was using their house and he had all them people in the front who were bloods? To the front of their house, and their mother sat there and fed and gave him food and to eat and took care of him. And he turned around, put her in danger, and had her in a red bandana making people think she was gangster. He didn't care about the aftermath. He didn't care if some bloods came under some, he didn't care if no crips came to the house and shot that house down or shot the house up. He didn't care about that. Everybody has dreams and aspirations. But they need to, you need to focus on your dreams and aspirations and stop worrying about somebody else's dream and aspirations. They already made theirs, like my auntie said. They already got theirs. It's time for you to get yours. Stop letting people make money off our, your back.
our back, your back, anybody back. Stop letting people make money off your back. That being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I suggest that you guys all watch the documentary. It is on Hulu. Um, that's if you have Hulu. I'm not trying to tell you to have Hulu. You ain't got to buy Hulu. I'm just saying it is on Hulu. Thank you guys for listening once again. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is my Mind Emporium.